0: This is a GRDC podcast.
1: As part of the Grains Research and Development Corporation's investment in the Soil Constraints West project, water harvesting on sodic soils is one of the many facets of research this five-year project is focused on. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. In this podcast, Dana Mulvaney, a research officer from Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, talks about her work researching sodic soils in low rainfall environments and the impact of water harvesting on crop yields. I caught up with Dana at Meriden, about 260 and sixty kilometres inland from Perth, and we started by defining sodic soils.
0: In Western Australia we often call them moral or salmon gum soil, so that's associated with the type of vegetation you often get on these soils. They are heavy red, so have a lot of clay in them, and they're often found lower in the landscape. So in terms of characteristics, they're often salty, but they're not always salty. In the saline sodic soils, you'll often see salt that's crusted on the surface of the soil. And another telltale sign is small nodules of calcium carbonate rocks, which indicates sodicity as well. Looking at what defines them, the soils that have high levels of exchangeable sodium in relation to the other exchangeable cations present, and 10 to 15% of the exchange sites on the clay particles have sodium bound to them. So if we're going out, we're taking some soil samples, whatever, if we want to know is the soil actually sodic, we could do say a dispersion test, so you put some soil and deionised water, if it disperses that's a really good indicator that you have sodic soil or you could do a chemical test, so look at the exchangeable cations and that can tell you about the exchangeable sodium percentage. Dispersion is where um, you've got your clay particles and you get sodium bound to those clay particles and the sodium ions really don't like each other so so it pushes the clay particles apart and it causes the soil to disperse. And from that you get a range of follow-on effects. So you've got poor water infiltration, so you can't get water moving down through the profile. You get salts building up because they can't leach with the water moving down. And in the low rainfall areas, that's a real problem of getting the salt build up in the soil, which then obviously affects plant growth and plant performance. So a good percentage for knowing if we've got sodicity is 5%, and that's the indicator of Dispersion problems, but you can actually get dispersion problems at lower exchangeable sodium percentage if the soil isn't particularly salty.
1: And so, in uh, the areas where you're conducting your research, it all it is all within the uh, low rainfall area.
0: It is yes. So um, in the eastern and sort of a bit northern um, eastern for of the wheat belt, um, where we have growing rainfall, growing season rainfall typically around 200 millimetres or less, is where we've had our work and trials based.
1: So, is there a difference in the behaviour of these soils depending on where you are in terms of rainfall zones?
0: Yes, definitely. So, um, in the higher rainfall areas, the issues associated with these soils are very different. So, while You'll have similar uh, characteristics in the high and low rainfall areas. In the high rainfall areas water logging is a real issue whereas in the low rainfall areas where I do most of my work um, salinity is a problem so um, there's just simply not enough rain to flush those salts down through the soil profile away from the root zone of the plants.
1: So that's the problem tell us what you've been doing to try and uh, address this problem and find the solution.
0: Our approach has been to look at water harvesting for improving yields on these soils. So um, what this has involved is um, improving the amount of rainfall that reaches the furrow to then um, increase the amount of water and that decreases the salinity of the soil solution and that creates a more favourable environment for the plants to grow.
1: So what are you doing to harvest the water then to to get it to where it's needed?
0: At the moment we're using a really blue sky approach and that's um, using plastic, so clear plastic covering the interrow, so we've got a nice mounted interrow, cover that with plastic and then the rain that does um, fall on the ground runs off into the furrow instead of sitting on the soil surface and evaporating where the, the plants can't use it when that happens.
1: So that might be okay in a research situation, but how do you apply that then at a broad acre level?
0: Yeah, good question. So at this stage, we're simply wanting to look at does water har- harvesting improve yields on sodic soils? At the moment, it's definitely not at an economic Option for farmers at a larger scale, but we're hoping that this work will um, eventually lead to a more economic option in the future.
1: So, over the period that you've been doing this uh, work, what have been the the major findings so far?
0: We have found that water harvesting can significantly improve cereal yields, um, and the greatest effects we found have been in the drier years or in the drier areas. So. Across the three years we've run 10 trials and half of these have had a significant beneficial effect of water harvesting. Um, in the fir- So one of these trials was repeated two years in a row and the greatest effect we found was in the year with the lowest rainfall. So in the first year We had 184 millimetres of rain and we had a 33% increase in yield.
1: So when you say a 33% increase, what are we talking about in terms of tonnes per hectare?
0: Without the water harvesting we had about um, 1.8 tonnes per hectare yield, but with the water harvesting that took us up to about 2.5 tonnes per hectare yield increase. Whereas the second year we had about half of the rainfall, growing season rainfall, but we had a 140% increase in yield, so really quite a significant difference. The other thing we've found is that water harvesting on sodic soils in low rainfall areas doesn't actually always pay off, and this really depends on the chemical and the physical properties of the soil. So one of our trials actually had a yield um, penalty of 15%. The site wasn't actually particularly harsh in terms of pH and EC, so um, salt, but it was highly sodic. So it's exchangeable sodium percentage at the surface was seven. So remember that 5% is sort of the cutoff. And then at 20 to 30 centimeters, we had a percentage of 24, which is really quite high. The low conductivity at the site meant that we had um, dispersion where we had water harvesting and this stopped water from infiltrating down into the root zone and instead the water evaporated because of the dispersion at the surface. So this really highlights the importance of assessing your soil um, in terms of its physical and chemical properties to determine if water harvesting is actually going to pay off, so um, pH electrical conductivity and exchangeable sodium percentage should not be looked at in isolation, they really need to be looked at together. And another finding is that that water harvesting does dilute the salts in the soil and as the salinity of the soil solution decreases we create a more favourable environment for the roots and plants are then able to respond to those more favourable conditions throughout the growing season.
1: So what else are the findings telling us?
0: Our findings show sodic soils in low rainfall environments aren't doomed, they just need a different approach. And we need to find a way of not only getting more water into the soil, but find a way of storing it more effectively and making that water more available for plants to use. And this often will require constraints such as compaction, salinity or dispersion to also be addressed. So really there's not one solution for all sodic soils and um, one strategy for one sodic soil may not be appropriate for another sodic soil. For instance if we go and rip a sodic soil that has a hard setting property or compaction you might actually cause a dispersion issue. So you really need to look at your soil as it is and decide what is appropriate and if you go and do this strategy is it going to cause another issue further on. So while this work at the moment is blue sky, if made economic at a larger scale it could have the potential to have enormous gains for growers and continue to make these soils economic in the long term and also give farmers um, confidence in continuing to to sow on their soils in all years, regardless if there's soil moisture or not.
1: How would you then maybe express the, the benefits of multi-practice strategies?
0: So we can expect that water harvesting will need to be combined or have the greatest benefit when combined with other options. So for example, we're also conducting experiments um, on the merits of slight pH lowering via the use of elemental sulphur For instance, where there's high pH and carbonate present, we can expect that water harvesting might need to be combined with elemental sulfur to reduce sodicity and salinity as pH and dispersion reduces. Or where there's a low salt content in the soil and there's a dispersion issue, then we may need to combine water harvesting with gypsum to address the dispersion problem. So the best outcomes may be achieved where water harvesting is in fact combined with other ameliorants and other um, management options as well.
1: This work's all been happening here in Western Australia, but how transferable is this information to growers who are in the southern or the northern region?
0: Um, Currently water harvesting has a fit for heavy textured soils in the low rainfall environments, but as we all know we're living in a drying climate and climate change, so as Climate change continues and rainfall becomes less reliable and growing season rainfall reduces. Um, the growing season will become more pinched at the end and the, um, the, re- the potential for water harvesting we expect will be um, more applicable to other areas as they become more affected by climate change.
1: Dana Mulvani from Deep Herd. If you're keen to find out more about sodic soils and water harvesting research, search the update papers from the 2019 Perth Grains Research Update. I'm Tony Crowley and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.